If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome, everybody, to Episode 12, Coaching to the Success Cycle. Today, we're going to talk about the specific steps of the success cycle that occurs whenever someone tackles a difficult goal. So whether your reps are attempting to get to Pace Setter 40, Pace Setter 60, Lives Leader Summit Forum, any challenging goal, it's helpful to identify where they are in the success cycle, and that helps you coach accordingly. It's even helpful to actually tell them that there is this success cycle and talk about the steps of it to normalize it and help them know this is a common thing that happens to most people when they're taking on a big goal or project. As we've said in prior episodes, normalizing things that happen can go a long way to tamping down some anxiety. When you're in the middle of something challenging, it can often feel like it's only happening to you. And having somebody point out that, no, this is actually, it happens a lot. There's a whole process that people go through can be really helpful to your reps. So let's take a look at the steps of the success cycle in the order in which they occur. Most big goals start with step one, disbelief. That's the first step. This is the time period where your reps have committed to the goal. They're fresh from either training or they've come off of another goal. They're excited about it. but they don't really know if they can do it because they've never done it or anything like it before. They want to make it happen, but they don't really have anything to compare it to. So deep down, as we all would be, they're a little unsure. Most reps will, I think, outwardly behave and speak as if they were confident. So as a coach, you just need to know that they're in the early stages of the process and they likely still have this disbelief, but are afraid to show it to you. Heather, you're coaching a lot of financial reps now. Have you seen this with the people coming right out of training, especially? Absolutely. It's a combination. I also think they're very excited, right? Like, yes, this is great, you know, and they Mm -hmm. have a lot of energy. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is internal. They might not necessarily share their disbelief with you. So I just think helping them paint a picture, literally, literally paint a picture, a vision board, whatever that looks like, a what do I want collage, letting them meet with people who have done it before connecting to their why, helping them, if they are in that disbelief phase, see what success looks like for them, help them paint that picture. Yep, that's exactly right. It's just the ABCs of goal achievement, breaking things down to manageable pieces. And then always, of course, showing how consistent activity ties into that final goal, how all the pieces of activity tie together to help them get to the goal. So the second step 
It's called hopeful skepticism. (laughs) This is the period where they've gotten some initial results. Like maybe they've sold their first four or five lives and they've taken some baby steps toward the goal, but they're still a little like, I don't know if I can do it. But they're hopeful because they have actually gotten some results. They've sold their first few lives. So they're thinking, oh, maybe I can do this. It's also the step where we've talked about before, you can't care more than someone else cares about achieving a goal. But you certainly, especially with brand new reps, you're going to believe more than they believe because of what we just talked about. You're going to believe that they can do it and carry that power with you a little bit. And never underestimate the power of the words, I believe in you. And of course, that's assuming that you actually do. Right? Because people <laughs> can sniff out a fraud immediately. Right. But your unwavering belief at this step, at this hopeful skepticism step, can help propel them to the next step. Heather, what do you think about that, about the hopeful skepticism? Mm-hmm. As a coach, you are going to play a role in every single one of these steps, absolutely. And you're going to see that as we go through these. My personal belief is that this is where you as a coach can have some of the greatest impact when they are in that hopeful skepticism. Because it's like you said, having that belief in them. And we, you've gotten letters like this. I've gotten letters like this where they say, they look back five years later, 10 years later, and they say, you believed in me more than I believed in myself. And I didn't think I could do it, but you hung in there with me. So this is just such an important phase in the success cycle and where you really can have a ton of impact. Absolutely. And your unwavering belief helps propel them to the third step in the success cycle, which is high performance. That's that moment where they kind of catch, like if you're riding a bike, you kind of like, you don't have training wheels anymore. You start just taking off. It's when they're consistently getting results and they're moving closer to the goal. Now they can see it, right? Like now they can see the goal. They're thinking, okay, it usually involves a tipping point in momentum. It's when their belief starts to catch up with yours and it starts to catch up with their results. Now, this is also a critical time when you need to cheer them and coach them all the way across the finish line. I'm a big proponent of take them across the finish line. This is the step where they're high performance. It is most tempting as a coach to turn them loose, right? And say, oh, you're doing great. Just keep doing what you're doing. I feel strongly that although this looks like the time to loosen the reins, it's actually a time where you want to stick as close to them as you can and continue to cheer and encourage them and maybe even challenge them a little bit more. If they're easily going to hit 40 lives, you really want to be talking about 50. You know, if they're easily going to hit 50, could they do four more, five more? It's really an interesting time because their confidence is peaking, right? Because they're consistently getting results. Their activity is hopefully good. But whatever you do, don't abandon them during this step. Really focus on helping them keep that momentum all the way across the finish line. Thoughts, Heather? Yeah. Don't abandon them, right? There's a reason in your mind you think you can abandon them, and that's because they are performing. (laughs) And that's when your job as a coach gets difficult because you think, well, they've already made it. I don't really know what else to do. And that's where understanding the success cycle is so important because if you know the success cycle, you know that after high performance, something else is coming and they need you as a coach, right? So I would say this step is a challenging one and where coaches oftentimes want to step back and it's really when they should be stepping forward and continuing to push. Exactly. And to continue on with your thought, it requires more of you, right, as a coach, to coach Mm -hmm, someone who is mm -hmm. in that high performance mode. It's a little more comfortable to coach people who are maybe struggling a little bit because they're kind of clinging on to you, like, do you still believe? But when somebody is at their confidence peak and they're getting results, that requires you to step up your game as well. to get creative. (laughs) Yes, very much so. 
So then, of course, you cross the finish line and you think, okay, that's it, right? Like, that's the success cycle. I was in disbelief. I was a little skeptical, but hopeful. I had high performance and I did it. But no, there's one final step and it's called the epic letdown. It's the final step and it's the one we don't really like to acknowledge. And we sometimes just skip right past. This is when they've accomplished the goal, they've crossed the finish line, and then we all have it. Whenever we do something big, we're kind of like, whew, what's next? And it goes by different names, right? Like some people call it the post pace setter slump or the seventh month or post goal attainment syndrome. P40 hangover. Yes, P40 Mm -hmm. hangover, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's critical to remember that this is an important step. It's an important phase. Everybody goes through it. So you have to acknowledge it and coach people through it. It's okay to let them rest a little and assure them that this feeling is a natural part of goal attainment. So just think about this. They've just put their heart, their soul, their time and energy into a big goal and boom, they accomplished it they're bound to be a little bit at loose ends once it's over. Often FRs will experience some fear and anxiety. I mean, really frequently, well, they'll experience fear and anxiety during this phase thinking, wow, that was really hard. And now I have to do it again, plus even more. And so again, as a coach, it's important to assure them that this is a natural part of the process and they can take a little time to regroup, just not weeks or months. And then... Ta-da, you connect them back to step one to disbelief by encouraging the next big goal, right? So let's say they just hit P40. Now you've got to, once they've had a little resting moment, you've got to connect them back to the next goal because even while they're resting, the clock is still ticking. They don't get a rest in the middle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're right Mm -hmm. into that seventh month and on. So I think it's important wrapping around the whole cycle to remember that confidence comes from doing things. And every time someone goes through this cycle and accomplishes a big goal, their confidence grows. They do go back to step one disbelief when they tackle that next big goal, but they do it with a little bit more confidence than they had before. Mm -hmm. I like to say you can't think your way into doing, right? So many people worry and they think about it and you just can't think your way into action. You have to get them back up and out there as soon as possible. But having said that, Burnout is real though too. And ironically, our last podcast was on burnout for coaches, but burnout for the reps is a real thing too. And oftentimes after a phase of high performance and pushing through the tape, right, to get to that goal, they likely are going to be exhausted. And it's okay to let them rest, right? But not too long. Right, exactly. (laughs) Because otherwise the bad habits set in again. I have two P40s that I'm coaching right now. They're in their second six months and both experienced this. So they had really strong start, really strong first six months, and they're struggling now to get back. Sometimes you get through to that pace at our first 40 or whatever that goal is on pure strength, right? And near the end, as you're nearing the tape, you drop everything. You drop everything and you're focused on just all of the details in getting those last lives in that you lose sight of the daily disciplines, right? The reps are marred or buried in underwriting details, following up, et cetera. And they've left the front end or the engine of the business, the prospecting, the phoning, setting new fact finders, all of those things that getting started again can be so daunting for them. And this, I believe, is where sharing the success cycle with them comes in handy, right? Like put it in front of them, help them see, help them see where they are in the cycle and where they've been and tell them what's going to come next, that the cycle can and will repeat itself. 
And I would say again, like at the beginning, help them paint that picture. So we're obviously on an audio podcast. We can't show you what slide we use in our clinic to explain this to people, but I would actually draw out, create a visual or a slide that demonstrates, right? It's a circle chart with a line in between each one, right? The first phase, disbelief, with an arrow to hopeful skepticism, with an arrow to high performance, with an arrow to epic letdown. I have put that in front of people and said, this is where you are right now, right? This is where you will be. So helping them see where they're at, I think gives them some peace and some hope. Yes, because they're not going to be in any one phase forever. Correct. Right? Yeah. So if they're in that hopeful skepticism phase and their activity is good and they're gaining momentum, they know they're going to be in the high performance phase. And I think... Again, it's just normalizing it. So, oh, this happens to everyone. That is a big part of coaching is helping them see that it's not just happening to them. Okay, so now let's transition to... Say Say that that again. So for our Say That Again section today, we're gonna do a little mini role play for each step of the cycle. So just to show you what it sounds like to coach somebody in each step of the cycle. So Heather's going to be the financial rep and I'll be the coach. And we're going to do just enough to give you a sense of it. All right. And we're starting with disbelief? Yep. We're starting with disbelief. So Sabina, I don't know. Paysetter 40 just seems so far away and it doesn't seem like many people have really accomplished it and even fewer have hit 100 lives. So I don't know. It just doesn't seem very doable at this point for me. Sure. I can understand why you would feel that way because it seems like if it were so doable, everybody would be doing it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I know it's definitely challenging because you have to keep that momentum and activity going. So I'm not going to lie. It takes a fair amount of mental discipline to navigate those bumps along the way. Secondly, I totally believe you can do this. Think about this, Heather. You made it through the selection process. You made it through the training process. And now you're out in the field. Remember, you were chosen. You were selected from a big group of people that we interviewed because everybody who talked to you We all believe that you will succeed at this in a big way. So let's break it down into just manageable pieces. Let's look at the first step. It all starts with referrals. And then we go from there. (laughs) And so you would have your conversation then going from there. Mm -hmm. So Heather's out there. She's doing her thing. We're getting into hopeful skepticism. Okay. Sabina, I got my first five lives. I'm getting there, which is good. I'm making some progress, but they were with friends and family. I did one on myself. So I'm not sure that really counts. I mean, I guess it does, but... Five still seems kind of like a ways away from 40. They totally count. Think about this, Heather. Sometimes you, your friends, and your family members are the most difficult sales to make, right? (laughs) Because you think about all the excuses that you come up with for why you can't afford to own your own products and so forth. You always want to try to be your own best client as part of leading others to financial security. So congratulations on having your first lives in the hopper. You're gaining momentum. And in looking at your activity for the last three or four weeks, it's been terrific. You have hit your referral goal every week and you're building for the future momentum that those sales are just going to continue. It's a super big deal to get those first few lives in the books. So great job. Let's just keep that momentum going. Sounds good. I like it. You're encouraging me, Sabina. I'm feeling encouraged. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Good. You want to come out there and do it? Yes. So now we get into high performance. Okay. So this is the fun part, right? Yep. Okay. Sabina, I am getting excited. I just submitted my 20th life. So I'm past the halfway point and I still have three months to go. Like, I think I'm seeing this happening. I think I might be able to actually do this. That's awesome. It would be helpful if I could start using this time to have another meeting, if you're okay with it. I mean, I feel like I've got the grasp of things and I'm on a roll. And so I don't even know that we need these meetings anymore. (laughs) Well, first, let me say, Heather, congratulations on being halfway to the goal. 
you've been very consistently getting results and your activity has kept pace. So there's no reason to think that you aren't going to blow past 40 lives. In fact, at the rate you're going, I feel confident you can get to at least 50 submitted. And remember, Doug has the record at 62. So it's even possible that you could bump him off the top of the charts. What do you think about that? Well, I would love to bump Doug off the top of the chart. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) So let's take a look at your inventory for the next few weeks and see what's coming up. So we would do that. And then as for these meetings, so let's think about this, Heather. I don't want to mess with success. Like we've worked well together to this halfway point. And my job really is to stick with you all the way across the finish line. And we still have a ways to go. I don't want to leave you hanging out there with no support or less support right at the point when you're doing, your confidence is at a peak and you're really at the peak of your momentum and you're doing awesome. So I'm going to nix that idea and recommend that we continue to do this. What do you think about that? I guess that sounds fair. That makes sense. Okay. All right. So then Heather has blown past the goals and now we get to the epic letdown. (laughs) So I'm going to kick this one off. Okay. So I'm meeting with Heather. Hey, Heather, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you around in a few days since you paid for those 51 lives. How are you feeling about things? Honestly, I'm exhausted. just from the push to the end and to the tape. And I don't know, the thought, honestly, of doing it all over again is a little overwhelming right now, to be honest. Sure, I completely understand. You accomplished a huge goal and you did it the right way. So it's natural to feel that way. This is a normal part of the success process. And I know we've talked about it and you deserve to take a break. You've worked really hard. I know this business can seem relentless at times. I don't want you to get too comfortable or lose too much momentum going into the next six months. You're in great shape to get to 100, which again, only about 1% of new reps accomplish. So just keep that in mind. Now, I've noticed that your activity has dropped quite a bit in the last 10 days or so. So let's talk about how you can get reconnected to your goal and tackle those next 50 lives. I know you had said one of your big goals for your first year was to make more than you had made at your previous job. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you've already surpassed that in your first six months. Is that right? Just barely, I did, yeah. That's fantastic. So that might also add to your feeling like you can take a little break because you're (laughs) having like sort of a dual epic letdown, right? Like I hit my personal goal of exceeding my income and I hit the public goal of pace setter. Again, I would say congratulations on that. I'm sure that feels terrific. But let me remind you of this. One of the amazing things about this business is you get to grow as much as you want to. There's no ceiling on what you can accomplish. So when you think about that, since you've already accomplished your first big goal in half the time, what do you think you'd want to tackle next? Mm, I never thought about it that way. I mean, I guess I might as well go big or go home, right? It just makes sense to shoot for the 100 lives. Again, I feel kind of like I did at the beginning, like, oh, I just feel like I'm starting all over. And But yeah, let's go for it, right? I did P40. Let's keep going. Yeah. And if you think about at the end of that year, you could have potentially doubled your income from your previous job. So, And that takes us back to disbelief, right? So here's Heather now back in that, can I get to 100? Can I double my income? So that's what it sounds like to go through those success cycle steps. Anything else you'd want to add to that before we wrap it up? I love the language. I think it's really helpful for people to hear. I can see people just taking, right, some of these sentences and phrases and using them. The only thing I would add in addition would be mentioning the success cycle while you're talking to them, right? I mean, you're kind of right now, you're in that disbelief phase again. And so you've been there before. Let's get you back up to high performance. But such good language and so helpful. 
awesome job. Thanks, Sabina. Terrific. Well, thanks, everybody. We will look forward to seeing you with Lucky Episode 13. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.